I didn't mean to start recording. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're just gonna. Alright, there's two of us here today. It's working. It's working. It's working. Alright. Alright. Hi. I'm gonna put a light on. Hi. <laughs> here we are. I'm so shiny. Oh, it's because I have makeup on. Just I have a full face. <laughs> Make me look hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows and Unicorns, the show where we share with you that life ain't all rainbows and unicorns. But I got my roommate here today. Her name is Brianna, and we're going to talk about our trip to the Bahamas earlier this year and how we save money on food. The fact we almost got kidnapped, <laughs> the accessibility of the country itself, and just how much we kind of learned by just two paraplegics traveling together internationally. Um, and we'll also, you know, we might share our other international trip, maybe bits and pieces of that. Yeah, it was really dope. It was a really fun trip. You know, the Bahamas, though. Let's talk about that. So I won a all-expenses-paid trip to the Bahamas. Uh, last July, whenever I was interviewed on the Today Show, I'll drop the link down below so you guys can check that out. Um, so they gave me this all-expense-paid trip for myself and a guest to the Margaritaville Resort in Nassau, Bahamas. We literally watched the boats come in every single day, the cruise ships, mm -hmm. um, and it was really freaking cool. It was seven days, so, but we had to cover our food. And the first night we ate on the resort, every option was high in carbs and fats and low in protein. And we prioritize protein at each meal. It's what maintains lean muscle mass, what allows us to stay lean and thin. And I just didn't want to gain weight on vacation. And so they, when she was helping us bring our bags and she's like, oh, there's this thing called Instagolfer and it's um, a delivery service. And I'm like, holy shit. I looked it up and like the food was so expensive. I'm like, Brie, why don't we just wheel the city and go find a grocery store because that first meal for the two of us we each got i remember because we each got tacos <laughs> they forgot some of the stuff on my tacos and then we shared guac and that yeah. was it and we each got a drink and it was like almost 80 dollars. yeah it was and crazy the, and the protein wasn't even there and we were like there's no way we can afford to eat this bad it'd be one thing if we were like getting like really good pieces of protein or chicken but th that wasn't going to be a thing so we decided to I decided to trust her. I'm like, yeah, we'll just find a grocery store. We'll, we'll Google it. We'll screenshot the map and we'll find it. And I know how to read a map and I want to, <laughs> I want to preface with that. And I did read the map correctly. It wasn't you. The roads were marked wrong or the roads weren't accurate to the map. Google was not right. So what would happen is we, we started wheeling and then the sidewalk would just end and it was a big, probably a foot to two foot drop. I'm not exaggerating. And she, at the time, couldn't wheelie down curbs, so she had to go backwards down them. And then we'd end up going off the curb and into traffic. So we literally, I felt like at one point someone's mirror was, like, that close to hitting us. Like, we felt the wind of the mirror pass oh, us. Sure. And we're sure. wheeling in the streets, and I was like, Brie, we've got to get off this main road. So I look at the map, and it looked like, when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, look, we can take the side road, and it will take us to the same spot this way is taking us. Mm -hmm. So we turned down the side road, and we're just la-da-da, and these people are like, you're going the wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. And we're like, no, we're not. We're going the right way, this says. 
And so then the next thing we know, these people turn us up this hill and we push up this massive hill and we're at a straw market where it's like a tourist trap to buy all the things. But the view was really cool. You could see the whole island. Um, and so we did take some pictures while we were up there and la di da, but then we went back to searching for this grocery mm -hmm. store. And so for the grocery store, we came from this side road. The thing was up here. So we went down and we had to make a left and then a right. So we go and this guy starts following us. And I think the craziest thing about the story is like it got dark and the birds stopped chirping when we turned on this road. I'm not even, it was like a movie where it's like, oh, even we're about nature, to be in danger. Even nature knew that it wasn't a good place to be. The birds didn't want to be there. The squir I don't know if they have squirrels in the Bahamas, <laughs> but the squirrels were avoiding that neighborhood too. It was like there was nothing there. And so we were, I, oblivious. I'm like, I just want to find real food. Mm -hmm. I want to just eat well. Like I'm not trying to just trash my life for seven days straight. We can't, we can't. And so this guy comes out of nowhere and he's like, Oh, you need groceries. Let me take you. And we're like, okay, cool. And we start following him. And then he takes us to a house and he's like, they're in there. You go, you want some chicken? You go in there to get the chicken. And I looked at her and I was like, absolutely not. And I looked at her and I rolled away. I didn't even wait for her. I didn't ask. I, I knew she would, I, she was smart enough to follow. I turned around. I was like, we're not doing that. I've seen this movie. I know how this ends. We're getting the F out of here. Good fucking bye. I thought we were getting traded into the sex trade or maybe someone brought up that they could have been taking us for our organs. I don't know. I'm not doing it. We weren't finding out. And so I think the craziest thing was we get back on the main road and the birds start chirping again and like everything's light and green again. And we're like, oh, that was wild. I'm actually going to, I'm going to insert the clip from after we got out of that situation right here. So you guys can see that where we're like, holy crap, I can't believe we just made half of this. It was wild. All right, so Brie and I, we, we took these back roads, like, all right, so look where we're at. We're like in a neighborhood, right? And these guys, the locals are like, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? We're like, we're looking for food. Like I want chicken. I want to be able to cook food. And they're like, oh, come this way. And we're like, oh, perfect. This guy's going to show us the way to main road. He takes us to a house. He was going to kill us. <laughs> so Brie and I look at each other. <laughs> and we both said, no, no. And we said, we think we're going to go back this way. And we start wheeling, and we get the heck. They were pushing us out. Yeah. Like, I felt very unwelcome in that neighborhood. They did not want us there. They were like, no, you need to go back that way. You need to go that way. <laughs> so we're we're just gonna go back board, and we're we're aborting this mission and we're gonna we're gonna regroup. The wrong way is the one thing. Like you're going the wrong way. Like that's what they say in horror movies. Like you're going the wrong <laughs> way. We kept going. We're like no no no. The grocery store, the organic grocery store is right here. And he takes us to a house like this, and he's just like, hey, come in here. No fucking way, good sir. I'm going back up this hill. <laughs> I am out. not dumb. I'm not dumb. I'm not going. Not happening. And then we start wheeling away and he's following us. Until we got past a certain point and then he stopped following us. And we were in the safe zone because he knew. Um, so then this is day one. So we wheel. We had wheeled a mile probably at this point. Because oh, um, the, the grocery store was a mile and a half from our resort. And we're like, we're in like, we're in the burbs of the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was not the burbs. It was like... The slums. No Straight up. To any Bahama listeners, we love you. Your country. Is yeah, beautiful, the country but... is beautiful, but 
I think it's bullshit that you have these massive resorts, but you have these people on the island living in poverty and, and struggling because everything's so expensive because it's an island. You have to get everything imported. So we go back. We decide to use Instagolfer. We're like, screw it. We're just going to use the grocery delivery. So we, we got chicken, uh, vegetables, all kinds of shit. And the only issue was everything was frozen. The vegetables and everything had been frozen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking that they get it shipped in and, and want to keep it from perishing. So we had an efficiency room. I cooked all week long. Mm -hmm. um, at one point, I asked them if we could use the grill. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, no one's ever asked to use the grill. And so they had to, like, fix it for us so we were able. But then we were able to grill out. And it was cool because the last probably four or five nights, we grilled out every night. And we were able to stick to what it was that we wanted to stick to. Mm -hmm. We did buy the goat cheese from the store at one point. Mm -hmm. um, I think we got, I got coffee, which their coffee was terrible. They don't have real milk. There's no real milk on this island at all, which I thought was bizarre. We did buy a side of guac um, to have with our leftover chicken and stuff. Um, yeah. And we like, like went that. down and bought guac, a salsa. So we bought a couple items, but we weren't spending tons of money on trash food all day, every day. Right. And so when we travel, we really try to do a grocery in the States. We do a grocery delivery for that reason, so we're not eating like trash, not spending a lot of money while mm -hmm. traveling. Like when we went to LA this summer, we did the same thing where we put like a Whole Foods order in, mm -hmm. got the Kevin's chicken, got all the things, and then we were were solid and good to go. Mm -hmm. So that was our experience trying to get groceries. Then all I wanted to do when we won this trip, literally for what, six months or so, I'm like, I just want to swim with the pigs. All I want to do, I saw Chelsea Hill do it, I think. Pigs. Yeah, I saw Chelsea Hill do it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to swim with the pigs. Like, Chelsea did it. So, in my mind, I'm like, oh, we'll be able to do it. That'll be fine. Mm -hmm. We go to the resort to try and schedule it. And every excursion they called said no because we use wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to deal with the liability of the chairs getting us on and off the boat. Because we were explaining to them, like, we're not regular wheelchair users. We can... We can help you. We can get on and off. We can like shimmy, lift ourselves, whatever. Like we literally just need help boarding and unboarding. Like that's it. Everything else is on us. We got this. We can drag our legs through the sand if needed and no one would do it. And we were really, I was really disappointed. Pissed. I was disappointed. I cried. Yeah. Yeah. I cried. And that's, that's the first time in a long time I cried over being disabled. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I was just not disabled and then you got upset because you're like, well, if you would have brought one of your able-bodied friends this wouldn't have been a thing because we're both wheelchair users. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing I've noticed is like because there's two of us, people are way more hesitant to allow us to do things mm -hmm. or they're more shocked. Like when we went hiking in Tennessee this summer and those that group of four people are like, do you guys need help? We're like literally down in a ravine and we're pushing up this mountain. We're like, no, nah, we got it. <laughs> this is this is exercise fitness for us. This is what we want to do. And they're, just, they're looking at us like, Okay. Three hours later, we Holler finally emerged. Get stuck, and we're just like, "No, we got this." You know that um, <laughs> that interview I had today it was because she found that video of me transferring to the ground and pulling my chair down on the ground, and she's like, "That is the most real, like, disabled thing I've ever seen, and like the most unexpected thing. You would never expect a disabled person to be out in the woods." Like, no. my favorite <laughs> is when people run into us and they're like, "Do you need help?" And we're like. We got ourselves here. We got to get ourselves it's out. It's not even that. It's them and the sheer confusion of how we got out that far. They're like, how the hell are you out here? Like, did you come from the same way we did? Like, you yeah. guys on this, on this trail? And we're just like, yeah, hello. That was my favorite. I think my favorite thing about the Bahamas is how shook everyone was to see us. Mm -hmm. So a couple days later, we went to the straw market outside of where the cruise lines let out. Mm -hmm. 
um, to try and get some souvenirs. I like to get um, my childhood best friend, Ashley, her son, I get him magnets and keychains of everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. And it's only been in the state so far. So he almost has every state. And I'm like, I gotta get him stuff from like when I went to Sweden and when I went to Amsterdam and like the Bahamas. And so mm -hmm. we made it a point to go and check out these shops, these gift shops. And it was so funny because we weren't even in there for probably two minutes. And this guy's like, oh, didn't I see you guys uh, wheeling up on Green Street the other day? No, it wasn't us. It was definitely us. One, because like, we're both. He's like, I remember your pink hair. Because I had pink hair at the time. Mm. And I was like, well, I can't really argue with that. I highly doubt there's more than one pink-headed wheelchair user <laughs> on this island. Absolutely. <laughs> and so we were recognized by the locals. And mm -hmm. that was the whole time, which was really cool. Because we made it a point to go off the resort. We wanted to get to know the culture. I'm like, we have seven days here. If we just stay on the Margarita Ville, we're just getting a skewed version of what the Bahamas were. It's not even be real. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, we got to go explore. So one day we went down one one day, one way. Um, and the other day we went down the other. And we made it to, what's it called? The fish fry, right? You go all the way down to the fish fry. So you take from like where Margarita Ville is. If anyone is familiar with this area of the Bahamas, you go from Margaritaville all the way down the beach to um, the local area. It's called the Fish Fry. They have local shops, local bars, local people doing their own businesses. And that's where we had the most fun. Oh, gosh. So we we wheeled probably halfway down there. We were just looking at the sun mm -hmm. sunset. And there was this, like, cool pier. It had probably a foot and a half drop. And then it was literally just concrete pier out into the ocean. And it was probably, what, six feet wide? Six or seven feet wide. Yeah. Really long out there. And there was these three girls all the way at the end of the pier and they were taking pictures of each other. And so I'm like, hey, do you guys want a picture of the three of you? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yes, please. So I like wheelie down and I go out on this pier and I get a picture of these three girls and then they take a picture of me because they just thought it was cool. And I'm like, I'm just gonna need your guys' help up lifting up the ledge over here. So they got me back on the sidewalk and they're like, hey, we've been partnering at this local spot called G Spot. Do you want to come? And I was like, do we want to go? And we were yes. like, we're in the Bahamas. Let's have one. At first, we one said drink. no. So at first, we said no because we don't drink. We don't like, drink. Like, I really, I, I personally, I don't like the way it makes me feel the next day. It makes my stomach super... So we agreed to share one drink. Yeah, so we were like, we're going to share one drink. Mind you, these girls are from Vegas. Okay, so we we get down to G-Spot, and one drink turned into what? Three? Four? Four. And he was making them so strong. What were we drinking? Bahama Mamas. Yeah, because we split one, and then we split another, and then we each had our own, own two, two, and then we split another one, and by then... Trash. Done. Trash. Because neither of us drink ever. And the best thing was, the owner of this bar, he had a wheelchair-using friend. Mm -hmm. um, dude got paralyzed. I believe he got shot um, or hit. I can't remember which one, but he was paralyzed for a year, got an infection, went septic, and passed away. But before that happened, he had started making his bar accessible. So he had these makeshift mud ramps up into the bar. Mm -hmm. So his friend that used a wheelchair could come and experience it mm -hmm. the same way. Mm -hmm. And he like made this big deal to show us and like really take care of us. He's so proud. And uh, we were so proud to see that too. Yeah, he was so kind. He's like, the next time you come to, he, I got his number and he's like, the next time you come to town, you let me know and we'll go and... I'll, we'll talk to the Prime Minister of the Bahamas and work on accessibility. And I'm like, absolutely. So that is somewhere I will be going back to for sure, just for that reason. But this dude showed us so much hospitality. Mm -hmm. And these girls were wild. Mm -hmm. The next thing I know, we got super, super messed up. We were drunk. Bree fell out of her chair at one point. It was a mess. But then we had to wheel back. So 
we were a mile down a straight shot. Like we could see our resort because it was flat and straight, but we were a mile away. So now we have to wheel a mile back at what, 10, 11 o'clock at night? Yeah, and the girls were like, the girls were very much concerned. Like, are you guys going to be able to get back? And I was shit They were more worried about Jesse than I did. Like, are you going to be able to get her home? And I looked and I, I started drinking water like towards that last like half hour. I was like, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. I got this. I'll be fine. I can handle her and me both. Mm -hmm. And like, and tr truthfully though, we, we did make it back. I wheeled fine. off. I mean, I did wheel off the path a couple of times. We and did I did almost stuck in the sand. I stickered a sign that had stickers on it. Put a wheelchair sticker on there so we remembered. Yeah. Um, but it was really dope. We did make it back. Yeah. And we, but every single day we did, every night we went and wheeled off the resort. We mm -hmm. made it a point. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was the second day or the first day. It was the second day we were able to get down to the beach. Some people from the resort helped us. And this guy lent me his um, Snorkel. snorkeling gear. And so I got to snorkel for the first time ever. I drug myself into the ocean. I might try and drop that here if I'm able to. Um, I drug myself into the ocean and I'm snorkeling and it was the coolest experience. So since we couldn't go swim with the pigs, they wouldn't let us do any other excursion. They're like, none of this is accessible. You can't do it. And I'm telling you, if we had a non-disabled person with us, they would have freaking let us. They wouldn't have even, there wouldn't have even been a question because we would have been like, we got it. Yeah. But because it was just the two of us, they wouldn't. So we went back. It was what? 150 bucks for both this i think it was 150 bucks for both snorkeling gear we bought snorkeling gear from the gift shop at the resort and then the last three days we were there we were on the beach every single day we spent like probably four or five hours just on the beach and we went and snorkeled snorkeled with a barracuda which was really cool i was like that fish looks really angry no and then we googled it later and it was a barracuda and so it was really fun um and we just we made the the best out of the non-accessibility but every evening we would get back to the room, shower, get dressed, and then we'd just go wheel the down to the fish fry and back so that way we could get some exercise in. And there was this woman every day, she saw us, we had lollipops, and she's like, oh, it's the lollipop girls. Lollipop girls, where are you having girls? And it was just, it was really beautiful that we didn't like, you know, when you go on vacation, you shouldn't just stay on the resort. You should go and meet the people and talk and feel, see what their, how their lives are like, see what it's like to be on that island, see what they struggle with because you think that our struggles are really different and they're not. They, they may feel a little bit different and they are those cultural differences for sure, but like we all struggle in the same way. And it's really beautiful to learn how different cultures come together and work together. Like the cab people were really cool and really trustworthy, like kept getting cards and like they were checking in on us later on throughout the vacation mm -hmm. making sure hey you got a ride set up for when you're home um even if it wasn't like a professional taxi they still took it as if they were professional taxis like if it, if it was their own little beater car they still like had the suit the business card like they still took whatever they were doing very seriously with a lot of discipline and work and, ethic and work ethic i think yeah. that was the coolest thing about it is everybody had such a strong work ethic about them and that's irreplaceable mm -hmm. because so many of us Americans specifically don't have that level of work ethic and I think that was another cool thing like going down to the fish fry there's all these little shops on the side literally in the sand mm -hmm. little table set up with like handmade things and they're selling it our last day we wheeled down to the fish fry and we were wheeling back and we were looking at the ocean and this dude had his door open and he <laughs> he was just beating it beating it so hard like with the door open and Brie looked over and she said oh my god never seen a wiener that big 
I still like I couldn't I wasn't sure if it was real I like I looked over I looked back and I was like I don't know if that was what it was but let's keep going I don't want to find out I don't want to find out but when we talked about it too like we asked a couple of the locals we're like um we're not sure what we just saw and they were all like they got very um Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They got, like, they took it really seriously. They're like, oh, no, you need to go and tell someone right away, like, what happened. Like, we don't tolerate that kind of stuff here. People go to jail for that kind of stuff. It was really cool because, like, we were in a foreign place with people we didn't even really know. And we're just like, hey, we're a little uncomfortable with this situation. They, we immediately felt safe with these two guys that mm -hmm. were selling their stuff. Um, just, like, a couple blocks down. They, like, had our back. Go tell the police officers. Send them on over. Like, the police station was right across the street, too. Mm -hmm. So we... We wheeled straight to the police station and then there's happened to be a woman police officer coming out and we're like, hey, this is what we just seen. It's like an old, we explained the vehicle and everything. Should have took a picture, but we didn't. Um, I wasn't staying for that. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was, it was just so much, but it was the way that they handled it was really cool. Cause they were just like, all right, let's take care of this. This isn't right. No, we're not doing this. This is wrong. There's kids here. And this, because this dude was just beating it door wide open to the ocean, and like people are walking by, everyone could see it. Mm -hmm. And I just, that's not acceptable. That gives a really bad name to the rest of the island, you know, that's not that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing we took away from that trip was how powerful it was for us to just travel, the two of us. Because that was my first time going to the beach without a non-disabled person. Like I love the ocean, but I hate trying to navigate it in a wheelchair. It's it's impossible. You sink so in the sand. Like you literally just at the end of the day have to drag yourself through the sand if you wanna be independent and like pull your wheelchair behind you because it's just not accessible. And that sucks because the beach is my favorite place, which is now why as a paraplegic, the mountains are my favorite place because the beach, the beaches was it for so long. And then mm -hmm. I got paralyzed and it really ruined it for me. But we really, it had been your first time at the beach since being injured, right? Yeah. Like, I had gone to lake beaches in Wisconsin, but I never made the effort of, like, being in the sand or being in the water um, or anything. I didn't see the need for that. But then meeting you, my life changed a little bit, and I was like, yeah, no, why the hell am I not going to be in this fucking ocean right now? Like, I haven't been in the ocean since I was 18, so it's, like, literally 14 years almost or 13 years at the time. I was like, yeah, and it was really cool because she, the day before, she'd gotten herself into the ocean all by herself, and she didn't care how awkward she looked, how silly it looked with her ass cheeks dragging in the sand, how much sand was going to be stuck oh, in the her sand for the next day, because let me tell you, I learned, I learned the next day how much sand goes in there when you slide all the way around, but <laughs> watching her be like, no, I'm doing this for me, I'm not doing this for anyone else, I'm doing this for me, I want this experience I want to be independent and it was just a really beautiful thing to watch and so I was like yeah I'm definitely gonna do the same and it was cool because the most help we got was from like the resort gate of where like the resort ended and the beach started because like, it was a staircase it was like 10 stairs yeah. and so we were carried mm -hmm. um they carried us up and down those stairs the staff did um they gave us their whatsapp number so we mm -hmm. were able to text them when we were ready to come off and they came out they really came out and checked on us a they lot did. too they were so concerned they were. but we um it was great like that was my first time 
independently going into the ocean. So I've been to the beach a lot since being injured, but I always had a non-disabled friend or boyfriend with me to carry me into the water. Or my best friend, like when I first got injured, Jessica and I went to the beach, uh, just the two of us, and she got that um, that beach chair with the big wheels, mm -hmm. and she pushed me in the ocean, and the chair started to float away, and <laughs> no, I started and I started to float away, and it was a whole. I floated show. out of the chair, and this guy comes running to like come save me in the ocean. It was so bad. That it was to me in Fort Lauderdale. So good. I I do love the idea of those beach chairs, but they are not as accessible as I would hope and they're not like if me and Jesse went to the beach as the two of us we would, no it's not something I think we would take our beat I want to try to take that box chair and see how that does for us but we'd have to have a non-disabled person with us to like still need a non-disabled person of course but all in all I think that that Bahamas trip was it was very freeing and helped us for our later international travel so in May I gave a keynote in Sweden and I actually flew to Sweden um with the man, my manager at Wellspect. Um, we flew from, I flew from Charlotte to Atlanta, met him in Atlanta, and then we were on the same flight to Sweden where we had, an over, we had a layover in Amsterdam. So he was actually sitting right in front of me. So it was really nice to have him the whole flight there. And then we flew to Sweden. I was in Sweden for a week, got to explore the city a little bit. I went out and whatnot. And then um, from Sweden, flew to Amsterdam by myself, which was only like an hour and a half, two hour flight. It's not bad at all. But then she flew from the States to meet me in Amsterdam for that weekend because my overnight was two days. And so I got there Friday, we had all day Saturday, and then we left Sunday. And we had a blast, just the two of us in a foreign city. And I think the coolest thing was when we were sitting on the sidewalk having lunch and Ellen, my wheel friend that competes in wheel wad games and CrossFit and Wadapalooza and everything, she's from the UK. She just happened to have taken a train to Amsterdam the same weekend I was there. Mm -hmm. And so she comes wheeling up the sidewalk and I'm like, Ellen, what's up? And she's like, Jesse, what are you doing here? And I think that was really cool because it shows you how small the world really is. Like I'm in a foreign country and I see a friend that lives in a different country mm -hmm. in that foreign country that, that I'm was, in. That was really cool. And then, um, to tag on to that, the last day of in the Bahamas, like we were, it was literally the day we were leaving. Oh yeah. <clears throat> we had to go and grab one last thing from the gift shop, like literally up before we were going to the airport and we bumped into another wheelchair user. First time in the whole seven days we were there, she was getting off of a cruise. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Just like, and she lives in North Carolina. I think she, yeah, did. she lives out, um, towards the coast in North Carolina, yeah. which I also mm. thought was really cool. So she's from the Our same area. state we are but she lives like four hours from mm -hmm. us and she just happened to be in the bahamas at the same time mm -hmm. like the world's a lot smaller than you think mm -hmm. and i thought that was that was really beautiful cool moments. very beautiful moments, um yeah. definitely international travel made me very grateful for the accessibility we have in america mm -hmm. although the country is still very inaccessible it's more accessible than these other countries and we have better health care um mm -hmm. That guy died of sepsis because he couldn't get medical supplies. He couldn't get bladder supplies. And, and a UTI, sepsis from a UTI, is, ended up being what took him out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, urosepsis is about one-third of the cause of sepsis deaths, which a lot of people don't know. And um, and if he had proper supplies, it's just like that guy uh, in Africa that used to message me, who I think has probably passed away, we got injured the same time. His government doesn't give him a wheelchair or a catheter. He had to. Use, he only changes fully cat every six months because that's all his mom could afford. So, what does that say for one? Your quality of life. You're stuck in bed. You don't have a wheelchair. He's a T4 paraplegic. No reason to be stuck in bed. But also the fact that you can't get the medical supplies and you're always sick. 
So I think that we get so caught up in America politics and what's going on that we forget to be grateful for how good we truly have it in this country and and how full our medical care really is and, and how it's just, it's, I just think we're ungrateful as a country. Yeah, as a whole, I don't think, <clears throat> like wheelchair or not, I don't think people have an idea of how lucky we are just for having the clean water that we have or the, the sidewalks we have when we oh, have them or, um, or those little shops you can pop in and use the restroom. Like when we were in Amsterdam, we had a, an amazing time, but we would have to only explore so far because we had to make sure that we could get back to our hotel room in time to go to the bathroom because we knew trying to find one along the way was going to be very, very hard. Like in the, in the States, for example, like you could pop into a McDonald's and you can find yourself a handicapped bathroom in Amsterdam. They're not accessible like they are here. Like there's steps and stairs to get into like everything all, into almost all the McDonald's and all every the shops. shop. That's the yeah. thing. Like we couldn't even get into most of the shops <laughs> or anything because each one had a little step. Mm -hmm. Like the we went to a coffee shop mm -hmm. and the the hangout area was upstairs like you bought your stuff downstairs but if you wanted to hang out it was upstairs mm -hmm. and it was really cool because they gave us a table and we got to people watch the people coming in and whatnot mm -hmm. but it was still it sucked that we couldn't get in on that experience just because we weren't able to make it up the stairs right and i think that that's something that is is really missed by society mm -hmm. as a whole Everyone wants to focus on making us walk again, walk again. Why not make the world accessible? Elderly people with mobility impairments need it. Moms with strollers need it. And obviously people with disabilities need it. So mm -hmm. if you create accessibility, you're serving more than just the disabled population. And I think mm -hmm. that's why it, it's, it gets so confused of like, oh, this is just something for disabled people. But mm -hmm. really, this is something that can serve all the people. All the people. Yeah, just think of the people... <laughs> who are like temporary disabled who have that cast for when they broke their leg or something like that ramp would come in a lot really handy even for or those scooter. six months even for those six months that you're using that and you're gonna go back to living your normal life and you're gonna forget within six more months you're gonna forget those struggles but their struggles are still gonna be there for people like me and jesse like mm -hmm. those never go away and <clears throat> it was a little discouraging like wanting to see like her and i both we've talked about it like we both dreamed about going to amsterdam since we were young and the experience was amazing, but yeah. was, was it the experience you had dreamed of? No. <clears throat> no. And that's only because of accessibility. Yeah, it was just, it was really hard to be independent in that city. Like, especially with the canals, mm -hmm. wheeling up the hills for the bridges over the canals. <clears throat> that is the smallest thing, um, or the biggest thing, I think. They're so steep. Yeah. And the cobblestone everywhere. Yeah. And the broken glass. Yeah, the broken glass. So Amsterdam is really beautiful, but Jessie made this comparison. She's like, it's pretty much like a New York City. And no, it's a New York City, Las Vegas mashup. So yeah. it has like Las Vegas vibes with New York City accessibility, um, but worse. And dirt. And dirt. Yeah, it was like the trash everywhere. The smells. It smelled like New York City. Looked like New York City. Um, the older buildings, the only difference was there was more cobblestone yeah. in, in Amsterdam than the city. Mm -hmm. um, New York City does have a lot of cobblestone sidewalks as well, which a lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was definitely a very, very interesting and eye-opening experience. And then even in LA, like we went to LA this summer and every day we were doing 75 hard. So every day we were doing an outdoor wheel. And one day I was following too close to Nikki and I didn't see in front of me that there was a pile of human poop and I rolled right through it and it got on my hand and my arms and I had someone else's poop on me. And it was just so disgusting. And I'm just like, we are so gross as human beings that we don't take care 
-hmm. of where we live and, and what we're going through. So mm -hmm. I think that's something that I really want you guys to take away from this is like, just be grateful for what we have. Obviously it can be better. We have to be the ones to fight for it to be better, mm -hmm. but get out and experience the world get out and experience how inaccessible the world is and, and how traveling can help you become stronger because it's not accessible. Like you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone to become more independent if you want to become more independent. And if you're not a disabled person, we need you to speak up and, and help us be the change. But I appreciate you guys. This is one of my longer episodes. Look at this. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If you gained some value today, please share this with a share it with a friend, directly with a friend. Like don't just like share it, like share it and say, hey, this is why. Um, that's how these things grow. That's how we get better. And I just really need your support on that. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're on a listening platform and I am so grateful for you guys. Remember, life ain't all rainbows and unicorns. <laughs>